We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter, at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN, follow the hashtag PrincipalPLN, or at PrincipalPLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at PrincipalPLN.com. Hello, everybody. It's episode 108 of the Principal PLN podcast. Uh, my name is Spike Cook. I'm here with Teresa Stagger, and we're going to be talking about all things preparing for the summer, ending the school year on a good note, uh, and then the ever-changing world of education and everything that's coming our way. So how are you doing today, Teresa? I'm doing great. You know what, Spike? It is so good to hear your voice. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's been <laughs> it so It just long. makes me happy. It just makes I me know. happy. Hearing you throw that intro out just makes me happy. So I'm, I'm sitting here smiling like a moron right now. Yeah, me too. I was it's like, a good oh stuff. Yeah, it is good. Um, so you and uh, Jess got a chance to podcast, and you're talking about like her transition to the middle school. Is it middle school, high school? Yeah, she's she's in the the district that she's in is one big like one big building in the uh -huh. campus, and so she's moving from the elementary side to the middle school, high school side. And there's she's she explained it like there's two buildings, one for the middle mm -hmm. school, one for the high school, but they're everything's connected. So she's she's working now on. You know the the tough part. We have some transition happening in our district too, and part of the struggle is that you're not only transitioning into your new role, but you have to transition the new person into your role. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. she's working with that right now. And her last day of school, I think, is this Friday. So she's oh, on the goodness. very tail end. She's she's not she's not super late like the rest of us. Yeah, it's funny that because we were talking a little bit before this, just preparing, and you're right, like. There's a lot of people who are out by this time and are, you know, moving and grooving, ready for, you know, actually in summer. And for some of us, we still have like, you know, close, like less than a month left. Yeah, three you know, weeks. Three weeks. Um, so with our, with our 
spring, it's like we have our state testing. Um, we have we had a late Easter break. We had um, staff appreciation week. And then like once Memorial Day um, happens, it sort of is like, you know, um, like, for instance, last week I spent on a Sunday probably three hours just per, just listing all of the end of the year things that were going on in May and June, oh. right? And like checking calendars, texting people, um, just trying to be organized on like when things are due, when, you know, finals are, when, you know, and it's not an easy task. <laughs> no, it is not. In fact, the last, the last staff meeting um, that we had, not our final one of the year, but the last one we had before this, this recording, um, was the beginning of May. And right before this, not right before, earlier in the day, the principal was like, you know, it'd be great um, because, you know, we talk about all of the things that happen at the end of the year, just event wise. Mm -hmm. And in the high school, especially, well, I'm, I, I don't say especially ours, but I'm the way that ours is laid out, it's, a very long, you know, you were mentioning earlier, you've got these long, long hallways. And so we've got these pods of teachers mm -hmm. who are all kind of in tune with what is happening with each other, but not so much the school in general, just because it's so big. Right. And so we, we created this, you know, day by day, everything that's going on between choir and band and orchestra concerts and banquets for FFA and mm -hmm. robotics and, you know, just all of these things to kind of get number one, in case any of the teachers wanted to attend any of these events. But number two, just to, you know, be aware that there's a lot, a lot going on. It's not just us wrapping things up. It's not just curriculum in the classroom. It's everything. Awards ceremony. Yes. You know, it just, it goes and goes and goes. And it's hard. It's hard to keep, um, it's hard to keep momentum in the classroom going because of all these things that are breaking up the days. Yeah. But I will say the only thing that has saved us, and it did last year too, I think, number one, the late spring break was a huge, well, for us, our spring break's the last week of March, so oh, okay. kind of a different beast. But I know when I was at St. Mary's, the later Easter was, <clears throat> excuse me, the later Easter was, the better off we were because once spring break hits, <clears throat> man, once spring break hits, um, you know, it, it's hard to kind of channel that energy back into school. But the thing that's been nice is that in Michigan, at least it's been cold and rainy mm -hmm. for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So we haven't had, we've had a couple days here and there of really great weather, but for the most part, while the kids have been in school, it's been kind of dreary. Mm -hmm. So we haven't had that spring fever until just this last week. Yeah, I agree. And I'm sure it is really profound at the high school with that. I mean, we obviously go through it as well at the middle school with the spring fever and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, as far as weather wise, the last couple of days of last week were, were gorgeous. This whole Memorial Day weekend has been amazing, you know, and then we'll get into, you know, it'll go from that quickly, you know, here in New Jersey to like, you know, 90 degrees and swampy, right. and, you know, humid, <laughs> like yeah. high humidity and all that stuff. Like, yeah. Um, and it's, it's hard to even take kids outside. I always like joke nowadays, like, you know, of course everybody does like this kids don't spend as much time outside, but it is, it's hard for them to even get out. Cause then it gets into this like humidity here. Like my daughter had a, you know, a 
soccer tournament over the weekend and you know she's dealing with like the asthma and all this and it's like it just impacts people in different yeah. ways um but yeah so i spent a lot of time getting that together i you know knock on wood i think i got everything right because usually you know um i'll forget something or whatever but i didn't have any staff members like email me back and say hey you forgot this or whatever so i was very happy about that nice. um <laughs> and then just like, yeah, just to be organized, like we've had to have some meetings, like we, you know, we, we started a summer school last year, um, which basically I did it and the other vice principal and the guidance counselors. Uh, this year, we were able to get some funding to get some teachers in. So we're doing, you know, we're doing interviews for that. I have, I have at least, I feel, I'm going to feel like a, a an HR ma manager by the end of this month, because like I had six retirements. Um, that fortunately are all getting replaced because you know my struggles over the last few years uh, yeah. at the school we've had a lot of budget crisis so a lot of times in the past it was like okay we'd have people retire but we weren't we're not gonna fill that. It. Yeah. yeah so we're filling all those um, we got some extra uh, title one money so there's a couple new positions that I put in for so yeah so I'm gonna be doing a lot of interviewing <laughs> you know yeah. the next uh, in the next couple weeks which is good because it's a great opportunity to um, you know, sort of get get some some new people in and and some new perspectives on things. So it's it's exciting. I mean, it is certainly sad for the people who are going and, and retiring because a lot of them have had you know twenty five thirty years of, of uh, experience you know in, in years in, and that's it's tough. It's it's definitely tough for them. It's hard to replace that. I know we have we had a. Um we have quite a few retirees this year as well. And it's been, it's been interesting to watch the end of the year because you know, once you get, I imagine once you get to that point in your career, like you're ready, right? Mm -hmm. It's you're ready to retire. You're ready to go. And then, and then it, you know, the last start hitting and, yeah. and the, you know, the faces are changing and it's so sad to watch. <laughs> yeah, just, it is sad. You know, it's, it's, because I can only imagine when you've spent your entire career in one place doing something like that, that, you know, when it, when you finally realize that this is, you know, these are the last 15 days you're going to spend in a classroom or, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's hard. It's been, it's been, it's been hard, you know, as, as someone who's, who's extremely empathetic, usually to a fault, it's been really hard to watch. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm very empathetic yeah. and I, and I, you're exactly right. There's a, there's a lot of laughs of this and laughs of that. And, you know, um, you know, I always say like, oh, I just can't, I can't wait to eventually, you know, go through that, you know, and, and retire and, and all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, for people in our generation, sometimes it's like, we don't know if it ever is going to come. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. It's like, go now while the pensions are there and the, you know, the ability to have healthcare and stuff are there. But, um, and, and, but like you said, they, and, and also like that they've seen like a, a span of time that, um, I don't know if we'll ever see something like that because they, you know, a lot of them started out, there was no technology. Now everything's technology. Um, society's changed, the way kids are raised are changed, the, the way the kids, um, just basic, you know, respect of authority and, and adults, that has really changed. So they've seen, and I've had those type of conversations with, with some of them who are retiring and, and just to kind of talk about that, um, because they, you know, they still love what they're doing, but it, the, the, it's so much more challenging, you know, than 30 years from, uh, ago. 
it's yeah, it's, it's a lot of good conversations have come out of that. And even in in professional development, I feel like we've we've had some conversations about, you know, so I, I can't remember who, which teacher it was the first year I was here, um, but it was someone who had been teaching for probably thirty years and said <laughs> and said we like I remember when this came about like in the eighties. You know, yeah. like I, I remember yeah. having this conversation before and then everything changed again and now we're back. You know, yeah, it's like there, it, it is very cyclical. Yes, it's very cyclical yeah. because like even some of the like when you dig deeper and even some of the ed tech um, innovations, as you might want to call them or whatever, like I think technology has helped in the sense that like it's it's provided some different opportunities for kids to or for teachers to, you know, differentiate with kids and stuff like that. But a lot of it is like kind of flat flash in the pan sort of stuff, you know? Um, but like, when you think about like real teaching and learning, like we're still talking about, you know, those things that have been, you know, going on for a long time, building relationship with kids and, right. you know, um, you know, treating kids as individuals and, you know, and then, you know, making the curriculum, you know, fit that, um, you know, looking at, um, I mean, you know, just the whole thing from whole class instruction, small group instruction, like they're like, and, and that was such a big trend too, but it's, it's so funny because sometimes you look at it and you're like, there's things that you have to do whole class instruction. There's, it, it is, right. it's, not, it, it's not, you're not doing yeah. something wrong if kids are in a rows and the teacher's up there talking. Like, I think sometimes like some of these quote unquote innovations have, have kind of shamed people and don't ever do that again, you know, like, but that's, that's not, that's not it either. I think it, I think it's, it has to be encompassed in the whole, the whole picture, you know? So, um, you know, and, and you're right that they, they will remind you about this, that, and the other thing that was happening uh, a long time ago. And it's great because if you don't put that stuff in perspective, you know, you'll just think that everything, you know, is new or things that need to be changed. Right. It, it really kind of hit home. Um, for me, so I'm, uh, I'll be 39 next month. So I've been in education for, you know, 18 years, 17, mm -hmm. 18 years. But when, and this is so stupid, but when I saw, I saw a kid walking down the hallway with a scrunchie in her hair uh. and I was, <laughs> I graduated in the late nineties where like we were like, that was all we did. We had scrunchies yeah. in our wrists and in our hair. And, and it was one of those like, Oh my gosh. You know, it it that was the first time that I had really been a part of something, not even education-wise, but right. something that had come back literally full circle. Yeah. And it was like, uh, uh, <laughs> oh my, like I it it just it hit me like a ton of bricks and it was just oh my gosh. Like I get it now. I get it. You know, they've seen this before. This has happened yeah. before. And and although, you know, the outcome may not be the same, this time given, you know, like you mentioned, differences in community and how we raise kids and what school looks like and what technology we have, um, they've already lived this. Right. So it was just one of those bizarre smacks, you know? Well, the, I, I think it was probably two years ago. I remember I was, I was going down the hall and this kid had, a, um, and, and I had known her. She was, in, she was in the elementary school that I was there for a few years. So I remember her since she was like first or second grade. And she had this um, like really thin coat and it was a thrasher coat. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, where did you get that? Like, 
because that like i mean i started skateboarding in like say 1986 you know like i wore vision streetwear and vans and thrasher and all this kind of stuff and i read thrasher magazine and whatever and and it's like so that was starting to come out and then like now it's like everywhere like my kids my my kids have vans they have you know skateboard t-shirts and i'm like oh my goodness like yeah i feel like i'm 85 years old (laughs) right because i'll be like well kids these days (laughs) my mom used to say to me when i was a lot i mean i was probably in high school my mom would say because we when i was in high school like overalls came back and bell-bottom mm-hmm. jeans were were in again um and i remember my mom saying you'll you'll realize you're old when things that you wore you know as a as a, like things you're wearing now come back into style and i was like oh man yeah because you would think that it's not gonna happen but from what i understand i read something about this one time where um, they say that the re- one of the reasons why these things are so cyclical is because like, so say for instance, um, yeah, you were in the late eighties and you were a skateboarder or whatever, or you just like that fashion. And now you are, um, you know, a professional and you're going through and looking at like, you, you kind of like remember those trends as kids and they're the ones that are sort of bringing that back. So it kind of makes sense if you think about yeah, it. It does. Um, you know, to a certain extent, but yeah, I always wonder like, okay, so then it's like, okay, so then what's the next thing going to be? What's the next thing going to be? You know, there are so um, many things I hope don't come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, you know, and it's funny, you talk about like time and stuff like, you know, um, you know, it, it's insane that just 20 years ago, it was 1999. Right. Right. Like the, and then it's been 20 years, 20 yeah. years. Yeah. It's, yeah. I was, I don't remember what, I don't remember what I was listening to, but it was, it was something from the early eighties or the late seventies. And it said 40 years ago today. And I was like, no, 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 no. Cause 40 years ago is still like the 1950s. Like it was when I was, when I was little, right? Like, Uh, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's, I still, well, the the first time I heard, um, I heard like the Spice Girls on the oldie station and I was like, this is not okay. It's yeah, not okay. it, the but whole it's true. thing is, it is so true. And the whole you know? thing, yeah, has changed. Yeah. And I always think about that, right? So growing up and listening like what oldies is like to, like the stuff that's out 20 years ago is now right. oldies to kids, um, which once again, makes me feel really, really old. <laughs> but so then doesn't it also, now that I'm thinking about this, because I like, I don't feel like I'm, almost 40. I don't feel like, I don't feel like it's been that long since late nineties music was on the radio, right? Like it's our, our class, my senior, um, my senior year homecoming was men in black because that was when men in black came. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's been 20 years since men in black or 22 years or whatever it's been, but doesn't it make you think about, you know, we talk about in education, we talk about the teachers who, you know, it not like we talk about it, but the conversation is, you know, you've got these people who can't, can't innovate, who can't, just can't seem to move on, who can't, um, you know, who are stuck in their ways. But if it doesn't feel like it's been that long for us, it probably feels the same way for them. You know, it's, yeah. it's I imagine it's hard to get out of that, to get out of that sometimes, especially if it doesn't, you know, 1999 was not 20 years ago, but it was. It yeah, was. exactly. Yeah. I And like I said, I, I joke, you know, with, with teachers and staff a lot where, like, I'll say, like, 
I just really, I feel like I'm older than, than I am. I mean, I'm 45 now, but like just the way that I look at things and the way that, you know, like, like I said, like kids treat each other or kids treat teachers or just the things that are going in society. I'm like, like, man, I just, I sound like somebody who's 85 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I like, think you're in good company. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're in good company. You are not alone. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. So, um, so what yeah, is your, so that's, that's, uh, that's definitely something when you, you know, when you think about, it. and then like preparing for those like retirements, you yeah. know, uh, and, and honoring people who are retiring, like a lot of that kind of stuff comes up. So, yeah. And trying to find a way to honor them individually when you've got a big group, that's something yeah. I'm struggling with is, you know, they're all going at the same time, but you know, they all deserve mm -hmm. their individual recognition for what they've done. So it's a lot. It's it's sad. But what is your so? I'm intrigued by your summer school. Tell me what that looks like. So, a few years ago, when I when I first started at Lakeside, we they, they didn't have a retention policy, so kids just moved on. And what okay. they were finding was like kids could fail classes one thing after another after another, and just keep moving on. So it was having a huge impact on the. Um, you know, on the, on the high school, it was, a, it was just kind of really impacting our academic climate and culture. So we got together and uh, instituted a, a retention policy that was pretty progressive in the sense of like really working with kids who are in sixth grade, let, allowing them to fail some more classes, but move on, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and then, um, and then just looking at like what can we do? Like what are some things that we could do to to make things things better and improve things? So, um, so went through two years of that, and then um, we decided that we needed to have just a pretty basic retention policy, but add something else in there. So what we came up with is if a kid fails, you know, more than three classes. Um, they'll be retained and there's a lot of work that we do throughout the year to, you know, inform parents and do interventions and stuff like that. If, it, if the kid fails two, they'd have to go to summer school and then one, they'd be able to just keep moving on. So last year, I, I think we talked about it, um, like where, like just the vice principal and I, since we are 12 months, we decided to like, we have to do something. So we started a, uh, summer program. We had about like 30 kids. Um, and we did like half was focused on academics and half was focused on mindfulness, um, growth mindset, uh, goal setting, things like that. We really wanted to like work on changing behavior. Uh, and we had some pretty good results, I would say, you know, um, out of the, I think there was 31 kids that started the program, 30 finished. So they were able to move on to the next grade. And um, so then I was able to get some additional grant money uh, for this summer so that I don't have to do all the work um, along with the other VP there because there's a lot of other stuff that we need to do during the summer, of course. So, um, so now we we're able to hire two, um, two teachers per grade and we're going to, you know, even if we have the same about a same number, like we're really going to be able to spend some time and work with kids individually um, or in really small groups to work on those those uh, areas where they're having the most struggle. But we did a lot of work on the why, like why did they get to where they are? Um, and, and those are some of the questions that we asked even in our interview. Like the first question I asked was, why do kids fail? Wow. Because, 
because the people who are applying, like, like I want them to be able to think beyond that. And then the second question was, why do students say that they fail? And even some people were like, well, you know, they probably don't even know or they probably don't even think about it. They, they absolutely do. Like the, the work that we did last year, we had them doing journal reflections every day. We had them talking about each other classes that they struggle with. They absolutely know why they fail. And most of it, if you look at it, like, is it a can't do or a won't do? Um, most of the time, it's a won't do. It's not that they have um, such low skills or things like that. I mean, that could be, that's, could be part of it. But most of the time, it was like they felt like they were not connected with the teacher, that they felt like the teacher didn't care, so they gave up. Um, they also admitted that, like, hey, I was so distracted because I was involved in the drama or my good friend was in class and we fooled around all the time. So they really did think about it. Um, so I'm, I'm curious yeah. to see, you know, how we, you know, continue to, to kind of help them um, because it, it, it is a big issue. So that's, that's kind of where we are coming with the summer school slash program. That is amazing. I, I'm, I'm so intrigued by, um, by that conversation, asking the kids, why they failed and that and that they know that's that's amazing yeah i mean we we even we, we had all their report cards out they had their comments in there from the teachers um they had to real they had to go through and and write about each of those and then kind of talk with us either individually or as a group uh, about those um at, at one point <clears throat> i didn't read specific names but I just took all the comments that the ki that the teachers wrote about the kids, and I read that to the entire group, like just like one after another after another. You know, does poorly on tests and quizzes. You know, all, all, all those comments that, that you would say, and then you know, then what what I was like, like, listen, does this define you? Is this is this really who you are? Is this like what you want people to say about you? Um, because the most part is that that's not really what they want. You know, obviously yeah. they. They just, they have so many other things that are going on. And then some kids, they, they get to a point too, where they're like, well, I didn't think anything would come of it. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't, I didn't really think you guys were going to be serious about the retention of the summer school. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They like, the line, I bet. Yeah, pour it on at the end, cry, all that kind of stuff. Have their parents come up and try and save them. Like, all those things happen. And, um, and it's tough too. Like, we don't provide transportation, so... You know, you have to you have to get there. And there were kids that were there were parents that just said, you know what, not having them go through a summer program, um, they can just repeat the grade, which is unfortunate. But because um, I feel like if you're eligible for it, you you know you should be able to. But um, and the other thing too is like uh, one of the other questions that we asked uh, candidates this year is like, so how do you how do you put something like this in place and have it have the respect of your colleagues? Because I felt like I knew what I was doing, right? I feel like we should be working on academic interventions, but also all of this other stuff, growth mindset, goal setting and stuff. But does that really, is that really what people want? Um, fortunately, I felt like it was, but I also don't want it to feel like, you know, it's, oh, well, in five weeks, you could undo everything that was not done during the year. I don't ever want that to be the, the case either, you know? I wanted to have the respect of, you know, the parents, the co uh, their colleagues, the community. So let me ask you two questions. The first one, when you're hiring for summer school, 
are you looking for teachers who can build relationships with these kids? Is that like, is that a, a focus of yours given some of the feedback from the students on the, on the full year? Yeah, definitely. And, and it was ironic that no one in sixth grade had applied for the job. So when I look at placement for them, what I, what I was thinking was like the seventh grade teachers teach the sixth graders. So like if they complete the program, they're going to have two people that they've worked with all summer that they will see during in seventh mm. grade, you know what I mean? And then same with eighth grade. We actually had some high school people apply as well so that they could do like the eighth into ninth grade program. So it's really cool. Like, yeah, exactly. And, and you heard that from each person. Cause I think it's a different type of person who wants to teach in summer school um, than during the year. Especially middle um, school, summer school. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's a hard sell. I would yeah, think. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would bet. I would bet. Um, but you're right. Building relationships, I think, was was the was the key component to to all that. So now we'll, you know, we'll we'll really spend some time on that. Um, but like, and I want to continue some of the things that I did last year. Like we had, um, like every week, we brought in a speaker, like a motivational speaker um, from the community. We also had. Um, you know, because there's tons of resources out on YouTube, but like we brought it or we would have them watch and do like reflections on like motivational stuff, um, you, you know, from some of the things that are going on. So, so it's cool. Um, how about you guys? Do you, because it's different, I think, I guess with high school that uh, like credit completion or whatever, yeah. like take classes, like how's that work? I'll, I'll circle back to that in a second. I have one more question. On oh, ask. sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. But I, I'm, I'm really interested in this. Have you ever, have you taken the comments that the students shared with you about why they didn't do well in the classes the first time and shared it with your staff as a whole? So we did, like the first staff meeting, I did, a, I spent a good like 15 or 20 minutes talking about our summer school, right? So, um, because they're all gone during the summer. So I sure. wanted them yep. to see, you know, and they were just glad that we were doing something. One, they were, our teachers are glad that we had a retention policy that was put in place. Two, they were glad that something, some intervention was being done over the summer. Um, so I, I shared out some of the data on how the kids grew academically. I shared about the attendance and uh, participation and stuff. And then I did share out, um, you know, some of the vignettes like from kids as far as like, what they, what, you know, what they came up with. Um, because once they got away from blaming everybody else, they, they really did do some inter introspection. So I did talk about that with the staff. Like, you know, we, we did dig down a little bit deeper uh, and kids, you know, became way more accountable for, you know, for, for their own actions. Um, and, and I think that also like, in a sense, like, catapulted us for this year as we worked on, you know, social emotional learning and, um, you know, some of our, our overall school goals, Be because for me as the principal to see, like, to work with 30 kids in the summer to see like, okay, so this is where our system breaks down and I'm not blaming, I'm not pushing, I'm not blaming parents. I'm not blaming oh. students. I'm not blaming teachers, but it's like, here's where our system breaks down. And I was able to like spend that time. To me, it was invaluable. Like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people are like, Oh, you're crazy because you're, you're going to be eating up your whole summer of this. But I learned so much more about, about where we struggle as a school through that. 
Um, and it's, you know, you know, like I said, it's, you know, you talk about like parent communication and parent involvement. That's a huge thing on both sides. We could communicate more with them. They could help their kids out more, you know, academically and, and support the, th the initiatives that we're doing. Um, student engagement, um, you know, although kids don't get in uh, a lower grade because of behavior, behavior does play a big role in it because if they're doing things that get them, you know, kicked out of class or going into uh, ACI or whatever, uh, or out of school suspension, and they talked about that stuff. They, they talked about how, you know, sometimes they were distracted by the kids that were in the classroom, you know, um, and, and I could share stories about that too. I mean, I was not a very stellar student. <laughs> Not I think, at all. I think some of the best teachers and administrators weren't, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, like, real, honestly, like, I do. Seriously, like, I, I just, you know, and so I would say, like, you know, when I was in middle school and my friend, you know, Keith or Brooks, you know, uh, Eric, you know, if we were in the same class, it was way more difficult for us to, to pay attention because we're always trying to, like, get each other's attention or push right. buttons <laughs> or, you know, whatever. And um, they're no different than that. They're, they're no. absolutely no different than that. So, um, you know, some kids like really, you know, sort of grew up from that experience and were like, you know what, I, it's not that I'm not going to hang out with those kids, but like when I'm in class, I need to put up a little bit more of a, of a wall. Um, and you know what, the other thing too, is like middle school kids really are at a disadvantage because, um, it's not cool to be doing well in school. Right. Um, Although we have a lot of kids who have all A's and, and make uh, principal's list and, and honor roll and stuff, we, we certainly do. Uh, I'm sure we could have more, but I think there's that social pressure of just not wanting to stand out, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. especially with our tougher kids, you know, it's not, it's once again, it's, it's not a can't do, it's a won't do. And they want to be popular with, with their friends and stuff. And then if you look at like, I mean, come on, like we talk about social media a lot. We've benefited a lot from social media, but like what is the real message out there about school and caring and stuff like that? Like we, we don't have the, we don't have the best PR. <laughs> like, um, you know, like when kids talk about and reflect on their, you know, their experiences in school, it's not like we have a lot of people out there. It's like, we always say try hard in school and, and get good grades because it's going to help you out. But like, if you think about like the music and, you know, pop culture and all that kind of stuff, it, it's, it doesn't necessarily support us. No, I think you're right with that. There's a, there's a, a an image, right. And especially, especially in middle school, it's so, it's so hard. <laughs> it they just want to so... be liked and they just want to have fun with their friends and they're in, and that's okay. It's part of the, it's part of growing up and part of the process, but to try to manage that in a classroom with 35 seventh graders is tough. It is tough. It is really, really tough. But, um, but yeah, so we're like, like I said, at least we're, we're taking those challenges and, and trying to, you know, um, you know, address them and, and, uh, and make, and make sure that it's something that's worthwhile. That's the big thing. Like I said, I really want to make it something that's worthwhile um, and that works on changing behaviors. Yeah, and I think, you know, you had, you had mentioned a comment earlier about how it's not like, you know, the culture in your building is, you know, not connecting with these kids or, 
you know, the, it, but it's only, it's 30 kids out of, what did you say, 1,100 you've got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a pretty good number, right? Actually, you're exactly right. And, and sometimes, you, you know, thank you for helping me put that in perspective because I do get frustrated because I'm like, look at all these kids, like the, we, we've got to do a better job. And, and you're right. It's, it's really a small yeah. percentage of kids who are in this situation. Um, and then as far as like the amount of kids who actually fail the grade, I mean, it's like probably three or four um, in each grade, but out of that, like, there's 350, there's about 350 kids. So right. it's, it's, it's a tiny, tiny percent. So um, that's where that whole gratitude piece comes in, right. Teresa, like always like looking, you know, at, at, you know, what are the things that are going well and focusing right. on, you know, those things um, because if not, yeah, I get in that catastrophic thinking where it's like, ah, look at like we're doing so horribly academically, but when, when really we're not, and really it's not as much of an epidemic as 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 I would let it to be. <laughs> yeah, and well, and some you know some students need summer school to help learn that lesson, and as much as we want to save them all, the first time sometimes we can't. Right, some some yeah. of those kids need that retention to be able to learn why it didn't work. And it'll, yeah. you know, it'll only make them stronger. It's, it's, and you'll, you know, you'll get them the next time. Now you've got, now you've got four years with them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, and so, yeah. And some of the kids, they end up going to different settings and I, and I don't sure. look at that as a failure at all. No. Like, it's like, we have an alternative, we have a day alternative school that they could go to. It's, it's a much smaller, yep. you know, setting. It's focused more on, you know, on, 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 um, you know, on behavior. It's focused yeah. more on, you know, motivation and stuff. So, and, and if we operate under everybody learns differently, well, then not everybody's going to learn the same in a school setting with 1,100 kids either. Agreed. So, I like it. Um, yeah, so it's cool. Like we're, you know, we're, we're really making some, uh, you know, making some progress in that way. That's very cool. I'm, I'm, I'll be interested to hear how that goes this year and, and, you know, what kind of, what kind of changes you're seeing year after year now. Yeah, um, yeah. Cause that's, that's really exciting. I'm, I'm, ex I'm excited for you. I think yeah. that's, neat. and I love that you're incorporating mindfulness into it. Cause a lot of, a lot of the students who are struggling just need to, I mean, really some of them, you know, we're talking about relationships. They need to be able to connect with somebody and they need to be able to learn how to just pull it back and think for a second, right? Just take a breath yeah. and, and slow down. Yeah. Just breathe. They're just, they oh. just need to breathe. Everybody needs to Everybody just, just needs to breathe. Big <laughs> breath. And with that, yeah. I think we will wrap this episode. Hopefully everybody's getting a good breath this yes. weekend. <laughs> um, <laughs> and being able to, because for some of us, we're done. Um, some of us, some of, some of everybody else is done. <laughs> some mm -hmm. of us are still going. Um, but just take a big breath and uh, enjoy the sunshine if it's hopefully sunny by you and if not, you know, the, the theoretical sunshine and, right. uh, and, you know, finish the year strong connecting with the kids and, um, and, you know, remembering that we only have a little bit of time left to keep making a difference this year and then they'll go off and they'll come back in a little while and everyone will be refreshed and rejuvenated, including us. That's right. It's the, the cycle of uh, <laughs> school. There is a, there's a method to that for That's sure. Right. <laughs> so Spike, it was so great to have you back, my friend. Yes, yes. And to be able to have this conversation. And uh I'm sure we will we will have another one in the hopper here soon. So until then, um I'm gonna I'll be just today. Principal PLN out. Mm -hmm.
Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Boxer Group. Links can be found at principalpln.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to ixl.com slash B to learn how IXL's research proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's ixl.com slash B-E.